Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 409 here at the station, 79 degrees and sunny. We're about to go through the uh the um, the indictment here in a second. I'm trying to get through these text messages. When they're too long, they break them up and they're not in the order that they come in. So you have to like Pick the one on the top, then the one on the middle, then the one on the bottom, then the one in the middle again. Uh, but I, it appears this text messenger is uh, saying, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to go against Trump. I don't want to go against the majority of my listeners that are Trumpers, while at the same time hedging your reputation by saying he should step down. No, I, I I would rather he wasn't running at all. I don't think he should step down. He's in the race at this point. Um, at this point, he's not my first choice in a candidate for the GOP primary. But if it's him versus Joe Biden, yes, I will be voting for Donald Trump. And we'll be watching as this goes on. If something drastically changes as far as evidence against him, that may change. That's our prerogative, right? Just because you want to pick a side, just because you have come to the conclusion that regardless of what this administration does, this current administration, regardless of the the the, the cognitive inept person that's in the presidency right now, you don't care because you just don't like Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump's not a perfect person. No one's a perfect person. I never thought he should be, should be or is ever was a perfect person. I do like a lot of his policies when he was the president. I don't know how more clearer I can make this for you. But you want me to pick a side. You want me to say, well, I'm either for Trump or I'm against Trump. No, that's not the case. I do think Trump deserves a fair trial. I do think he deserves a justice, a criminal justice system that is fair and impartial. I do not see that. And we're going to go through some of it. First of all, let's start off. Special counsel Jack Smith. He's the one who just gained an indictment with the grand jury for Donald Trump. His wife is the documentary filmmaker for the Obama family. I find that as a conflict of interest. Not a major one, but it shouldn't be there. The U.S. District Judge, Tanya Chutkin. She was appointed by Obama. Big deal. Don't really care about that. But she worked as a law partner with Hunter Biden for years at Bola Schuler and, and Flexner's, a law firm. That I have a problem with. So that's just right off the bat. And then you look at this judge's history where she's been, has a history of overcharging anyone in regards to January 6th for the same charges in that area in the D.C. metro area, the sentences she's handing down are non-existent. If you were involved with January 6th in any way, she has gone even over what the U.S. attorneys have asked for. Again, not really a big deal. That's her style. She wants to prove a point when it comes to January 6thers. Let them go through the appeals process and deal with it. They put themselves in a precarious situation, some of them, for, for what they did there to begin with. A lot of them caught up in something, you know, simple trespassing where they're getting a year in prison where simple trespassing in D.C. gets you absolutely nothing if it was anywhere else. So th- let's start with that. Those are just the two main players on 
the prosecution and judgeship in this. If you go to page seven of the indictment, Jack Smith, the U.S. attorney, attempts to use evidence naming the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, determining no evidence existed that... No, I'll read it for you. The Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, whose existence the defendant signed into law to protect the nation's cybersecurity infrastructure from attack, joined an official multi-agency statement that there was no evidence any voting system had been compromised and that they declared the 2020 election the most secure in American history. Days later, after CISA director whom the defendant had appointed, announced publicly that the election security experts were in agreement that claims of computer-based election fraud were unsubstantiated. The defendant, Donald Trump, fired him. So Donald Trump created this whole agency in the Department of Homeland Security, this CISA, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. In 2020, right after the election, they did a, a, a investigation, and they said that there was no sign of any attack from anywhere. Well, you go a year later and federal prosecutors unsealed an indictment Thursday in New York accusing two Iranian hackers of successfully hacking into the state computer election system, stealing voter registration data and using it to carry out cyber intimidation campaign that targeted GOP members of Congress, Trump campaign officials and Democrat voters in the November 2020 election. The indictment alleged a plot that began in August of 2020 That included attempts to compromise approximately 11 state voter websites, including state voter registration websites and state voter information websites. Those efforts resulted in the successful exploitation and misconfiguration computer systems in one state which data for more than 100,000 voters was stolen. So in this indictment, the U.S. attorney is saying that this agency said that there was no attacks on our election system. There was no issues whatsoever. This was the safest ever. And then a year later indicted two Iranians who were connected to the, one was connected to the Iranian government. The other one was simply, they're saying, just a hacker that did hack 11 state systems stealing 100,000 people. Information. Kind of creates doubt in what they're saying and supports that Donald Trump and his team were correct. Maybe not to the extent they said, but we're correct. Let's go to page eight of the indictment. If you have the indictment, you can follow along. If you go to my Twitter account, you can watch exactly what I'm talking about. I have pictures of the indictment and statements. Page eight states that Trump relayed known false information in that the Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania. 20,000 more votes than voters was discovered. We all remember that story here. It's right here in our backyard. There was widespread information that the there was 205,000 more votes than there were voters. Now, post-election, the PA Department of State, a few weeks later, clarified that the discrepancy was due to counties not updating their records, justifying the discrepancy and suspicion. And here's the direct quote from the Pennsylvania Department of State. However, the Pennsylvania Department of State, DOS, issued a statement noting that numbers obtained from the statewide uniform registry of electors, the SHORE system, 
were not accurate because they were not they were based on incomplete data. The Department of State observed a few counties had not completed uploading their voter histories and at those as yet unreported numbers would account for a significant number of votes. So when Donald Trump's team the days after the election looked at the data it showed that there were 205,000 more votes than there were voters. Wouldn't you raise a suspicion with that? And then the answer was, well, that's just an incorrect number because the, some counties never updated their voter rolls, so the numbers are off. Once the county updates their voter rolls, that'll all jive out. The counties updated their voter rolls, and the numbers jived out. Now, you're Donald Trump. You lived through the 2016 Russian disinformation attacks. You knew all along that we're just finding out this past year that it was total BS. There was no such thing. The whole dossier was made up. The attacks on him were all made up. It was all due to election, to, to rig the election for Hillary Clinton. Now you get into the second election, and this is what you're being told as, as the, the sitting president, soon to be out president, that counties in Pennsylvania for some reason, didn't update their numbers, so the numbers don't match, so it looks like, it just looks like there's 200,000 more votes than there was. I'm fine with the answer the state gave, but wouldn't you be suspicious if you were in Donald Trump's position and his team's position? Of course you would. Again, these are just questions that are coming up based on what's in this indictment. Page 9 of the indictment. Jack Smith uses Trump's statement that 30,000 non-citizens had voted in Arizona knowing it was false. But it was later found out, two years later, that 200 non-citizens registered to vote in a single county. And due to law law requiring voter ID, the Biden DOJ is now suing Arizona because they have voter ID because that's how they found out that 200 non-citizen voters registered in Maricopa County. It's in the indictment. I highlighted it. Tuesday, April 25th, 2023, more than 200 self-acknowledged non-citizens have managed to register to vote in Arizona's Maricopa County, and at least nine of them have cast ballots in federal elections. That's just one county. Now, Donald Trump, they're saying, the defendant said that more than 30,000 non-citizens had voted in Arizona. The defendant's own campaign manager had explained to him that such claims were false and that the Speaker in Arizona House of Representatives, who had supported the defendant in the election, had issued a public statement saying there was no evidence of substantial fraud in Arizona. So Donald Trump's team is saying there's 30,000 non-citizens that voted in Arizona. We find out two years later, when they did an audit of one single county, Maricopa County, that 200 non-citizens registered to vote, were registered to vote. That's just one county. You multiply that by how many counties there are. Yes, the 30,000 is an exaggeration. Exaggerating and inflating the number is not lying. There is proof that there were non-citizens in Arizona that registered to vote and did vote. And I don't care if it was 100 or 30,000. He was right to have his basis to be suspicious. (laughs) One more, Nikki, one more. I'm wondering what this indictment really proves. Yeah. Can you please tell me? Page 19 in regard to Pennsylvania. Smith's, uh, uh, Jack Smith, the U.S. attorney, hangs his hat on Trump's statement regarding no evidence of widespread fraud. But is there really no widespread fraud? 
Here's an AP headline. Associated Press found these 469 potential voter fraud cases in 2020 election swing states, including 26 in Pennsylvania. An AP headline. Here's uh, from the Pennsylvania House Republican Caucus. Caucus. On September 21st, 2020, the Federal Department of Justice released a statement regarding U.S. attorneys' Freed's inquiry into reports of potential issues with mail-in ballots. The FBI, working with the Pennsylvania State Police, have recovered physical evidence in Luzerne County. They confirmed a small number of military ballots were discarded. Nine ballots have been recovered, all cast for Donald Trump. Currently, there is a pending lawsuit filed in Allegheny County by members of President Donald Trump's Voter Fraud Commission alleging the county violated the National Voter Registration Act of 1993 by not making reasonable efforts to remove ineligible voters. Mm-hmm. Goes into 1,500 deceased voters, th- the 3,700 duplicate, triplicate, and quadruplicate voters, and over 7,400 instances of failure to correctly process voter name changes. Mm-hmm. Gives you reasonable doubt. Creates suspicion. Again, I'm not saying his bloviated accusations, because a lot of them are. He always does. That's his M.O. He bloviates. He exaggerates. But that doesn't mean they're not true. And uh, we'll get into some more after the... Exaggeration was illegal. I'm going to give you a list of people that we can put on the list to to be investigated. Right. You know? Right. People who inflate numbers. Yeah. Happens all the time. You know, and uh, <laughs> this just makes me shake my head, Rob. Does, does, does. And we're going to get into more. Like, uh, th- there's more in uh, in Wisconsin. They said, uh, you know, there were dead voters that voted. Mm-hmm. I think he said a couple well, really, thousand. That's a feat. I think there were a couple thousand. It's hard to get dead voters to do anything you want them to do, let alone vote. Yeah, and, and again, it, it wasn't, they said it was totally false. The U.S. attorney says they looked into it. It was totally false. <laughs> And then a year later, they found out that uh, it's true that it wasn't the number that he, they said it was. But uh, see, that's where you shouldn't exaggerate because when it, it comes out to be less than what you say, people can say, "Well, that's not true," because it, technically it's not true, but yet it is. Yeah, and again, why is any dead voter voting? Well, just again, I think it's hard to get dead people. I try to get dead people to do stuff for me all the time, and it never works. Yeah, I, I think Trump said that the 400 dead people voted in Wisconsin, and it turned out to be four or five dead people voted. That they but actually again, found. Why did any dead people vote? This, good question, but that they actually found or admitted to. Those are the two things, too, because we're relying on people who are already lying to us not to be lying to us more, yet you're going to say that... Somebody else exaggerates and says too much. Do you understand what I mean? I do. I do. So I, you you can easily see where people could have um, thought that this election in 2020 wasn't quite on the up and up. And you have to admit that. And if you can't admit that, you are, you are in denial yourself. Yeah, they've said that 5,000 dead people voted in Georgia. 5,000. And then they, they, they said the actual number was four or five dead people voted in Georgia. But again, oh. again, why did any dead people vote dead does people not, not re- that And that's what that was found out. Okay. Yep. Yep. It must be. I try to get dead people. I'm going to go to the cemetery and see if I can get them to do other stuff for us. You think they will? Right. right. <laughs> it's 425 here. Time for traffic and weather. 
And this traffic update is brought to you by Penteladata Internet. It is bumper to bumper on River Street in Wilkesbury from Wilkes University to East Chestnut Street. You might find some delays there. Slowing anyone northbound from Pittston to Music. There was a disabled vehicle off to the side of the road around the Music exit. Anyone northbound above Waverly, that kicks below the speed limit as well as you head through construction. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, W-I-L-K Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, sunny and less humid, highs in the upper 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 55. Thursday, a few isolated showers and hazy sunshine, high 80. Friday, scattered showers and storms, likely high 78. Saturday, a.m. clouds clearing to sun in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm, high 83. Currently 79 degrees here and sunny at 426 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 435. It's point of the show where we honor our police officers from across the nation who made the ultimate sacrifice. 71 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, two of them from here in Pennsylvania. First one we have is uh, policeman Isidore Reinheimer, Philadelphia Police Department in 1932, was shot and killed with his service weapon by a man who had just taken into custody. Policeman uh, Reinheimer had been called to a house in Alder Street by the sister-in-law of the man when he produced a handgun and began waving it around. Policeman Reinheimer had taken one handgun from the suspect, but the man pulled out a second handgun as they walked to a call box at the corner of Norris Street. Violent struggle ensued, and the policeman was able to disarm the subject. During the struggle, the suspect was able to gain control of the policeman's service weapon and shot him six times. And police officer John Logry, Philadelphia Police Department, Pennsylvania, in 1891, was killed when his horse fell on top of him after he fell off of it at 29th Street near Pusnonk Avenue shortly before 2 a.m. He just finished speaking to a fellow mounted officer when he split up on patrol while riding a horse, became frightened by an object lying in the middle of the road and threw him, struck his head on a lamppost, and his horse fell on top of him. Those are our two from our area. Um, let's go to the phones. We have uh, Wayne from Einan on Trump. Wayne. Hi, Robert. How you doing? Tell Nikki Stone that I said hello, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's my comments on Trump. I'm not a Trump lover, and there was never a Trump either. Either, either though, but I, my comments are, how could he trust anything in Washington? He stated it all the time. It was it was a swamp to start with, okay, and it got even worse. And then he found out they were in, in, investigating on his campaign and everything else, and then he found out about Hillary Trump. So how could you, how could he possibly, with any kind of things that came out that were any kind of uh, just facts that weren't what they're supposed to be, how could he trust anybody? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, just everything that he's been through since he announced he was running for president. His suspicions are justified. Him questioning things are justified. And he's known for bloviating. He's known for exaggerating things that happen. Um, I, I don't see anything in this indictment that actually supports this indictment. Um, and this U.S. attorney has a history of overcharging for things the law does not permit 
and he's, he's if you're turned over unanimously by the Supreme Court, you know you you did you're not doing your due diligence during your court hearing. But the indictment's right. down, so let, let the trial happen and, and let the chips fall where they may. But I don't think the other side's going to like the depositions that are going to happen because of this. Right. I agree. I just, I, I would, if I was saying like, I would be this, I would feel the same way. Okay. I would, ha- how, how could he trust hardly anybody? Okay. Within the voting systems, the, the Justice Department, anything. I mean, with the situation that he got hit with. I couldn't do it. I know that. I would ask every question in the world. I would be just like him on trial. I agree, Wayne. I agree there. Uh, And we'll see where this goes. Again, I I don't think in the end there's uh, nothing but more division here, but we'll see, you know, how this works out. Yeah, that's that's the sad part. It is. Division plus the situation with with our downgrading with the financial systems and everything else. It's not good. We're we're a country that's sinking, and we're sinking fast. That's the bad part. And something's got to stop it. Yeah. Something's got to stop it. Well, okay, thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Thank you. Uh, just got a text message, uh, again, uh, you know, people who don't have the guts to call and talk. Gee, Dad, the radio guy said no big deal to exaggerate or inflate figures, so you're not going to punish me for telling you that I got 100 on my test when I really got a 60. Huh, son, I guess you're right. Now I've got to go to work and inflate my sales figures. You know, selective hearing again, that's not what I said. I said the fact that the U.S. attorney is saying that none of this happened. It was totally false. It didn't exist. And there are instances that exists. Not to the extent Donald Trump and his team portrayed. Yes, that's a problem. It's not criminal. It's wrong, but it's not criminal. But the fact the U.S. attorney is charging him saying that these things never happen they didn't exist, and there's clear evidence that these things did exist, is the issue. And if you can't see that, I can't help you there. If you don't want to listen to that message, I can't help you there. It's a very simple concept. A U.S. attorney is charging him saying he knew these things were false. They weren't false. They were happening, just not to the extent he was portraying. Being wrong, being disingenuous about portraying those numbers is different than being criminally culpable. That's uh, pretty much the extent of that. And again, I can't help you understand that. If you need a better conversation instead of anonymously texting, call in. Have the conversation. Support all the bad things you say he's done. Yes. Like I said. He acts like a jerk sometimes. He doesn't act presidential a lot of times. That was what people attracted to him. Is sniffing kids presidential? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I? <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> asking for a friend. Uh, we, we were called two Trumpers supporting Trump before, and I, I, I don't understand how that, you know, we, we have Trump derangement syndrome for supporting Trump. No, First of I, all, Trump derangement syndrome are the people who can't stand Trump. Yeah, but, and, and it's not that it's supporting him. I, Mine is just show me somebody right now that is better that's in office. Or you know what I mean. You know what I mean, Rob. I do. I do. And and saying that what this U.S. attorney is alleging, you know, just little old me in northeast Pennsylvania looked through the indictment, found evidence that these things did happen. 
between then and now. They found evidence that some of the things happened. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if exaggerating is a crime, yeah. listen, I have a list of – never mind. <laughs> is it wrong? Should he have done it? No. Like I, like I said, every time he talks now, I wish it wasn't about me, me, me. They're after to get me to get to you. Uh, you know, I need your help. But you know help. what? There might be some truth to that too. They're out to get me to get to you because the, the, you, you understand where, what he's saying. Yeah. You know, and it's going to scare off any good candidates who do want to run because they're going to dig up crap or keep throwing crap at people that doesn't that, that doesn't really exist, too. I, I mean, they're more. Our question should be, why are they so scared of him? Well, my question is, why is a U.S. Turn, attorney saying these things never happen and he knew they never happened when in 24 hours I find out they happen? They did. Yeah. You know, OK, it's not four thousand. It was five. OK, it's not. Well, there's no proof of 30,000, yeah. but in one county there were 200. So if you multiply that average by all the other counties, and I don't even know how many counties are in Arizona, but That's I don't care. Lot. One is too many. Right. Oh, well, exactly. You know, if, if, if five dead people are voting in your state, you have a problem. Well, you have a problem with dead people. <laughs> and again, it shouldn't be the extent. Trump should have won that election by so many votes, it wasn't a question. There's a dead people infestation. It wasn't a question. <laughs> And by not winning by that margin, yes, he should have conceded, went through the legal processes, Mm -hmm. which he did, and left it alone. But the mere fact he's running again, and and what what they're not talking about is this indictment here. There's like 10 pages in this 45-page indictment that is identical and mimicking what's in a grand jury in Georgia right now. This touches on everything. So now he's being charged federally and in state court when that indictment comes for the same exact crime. Because it, this this goes deep into what happened in Georgia. Everything, every piece of evidence that Georgia has is also in this. So if you want to find out what the what's going on in the Georgia Supreme Court, which is supposed to be by September first, we're supposed to get that indictment down. It's identical to this, which may run into a legal problem in itself. Can you be charged for the same exact crime in two different courts? Mm, uh, so it's question. going to be interesting to see if these get combined. But listen to the legal experts; they're saying. A lot of this is covered under freedom of speech. Yes, inflating numbers, bloviating is not a crime. Yes, you shouldn't do that. Yes, but anyone who's seen Donald Trump from day one, that's his thing. You know, he exaggerates. That's not making an excuse for it, but I also shouldn't make an excuse for a U.S. attorney who's saying these things never happened when we found evidence they did. Right, and we can't say that it never happened or close our eyes to it either because there are problems there. Yeah, and this the whole crux of this and sometimes maybe you have to exaggerate to get people to take notice to anything at all, Rob. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the like the whole crux of this this affidavit, this indictment, the defendant's knowledge of the falsity of his election fraud claims. They're not no, really they're not that false. false. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if it was a few or the thousands he said it was. They weren't false. And I think that, when this comes to a Supreme Court and appellate court, is going to be a big decision there. It's 4.45 here at WIOK. Time for traffic and weather. Uh, this Penteladata internet traffic <laughs> update is brought to you by SC Johnson Off, a fender bender, bender on Electric Street in Scranton. We also have slowing anyone northbound between... Pittston and Music, a disabled vehicle off to the side of the road earlier may still be causing that problem. Also, anyone northbound at Waverly, you're dipping below the speed limit due to construction. And Dunmore to Scranton, 81 southbound is very slow go as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. 
WILK traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. This afternoon, sunny and less humid, highs in the upper 70s. Tonight, partly cloudy and cool, low 55. Thursday, an isolated shower and hazy sunshine, high 80. Friday, scattered showers and storms, likely high 78. Saturday, a.m. clouds, clearing and sun in the afternoon, high 82. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm, high 83. It's uh, currently 79 degrees and sunny at 446 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's 450. Let's go to the phones. We have... uh, Jim from Wilkesbury on Trump, Biden, and double standards. Jim. Yeah. Um, well, first, let's establish what the goal is for the Democrats here. They firmly believe that Trump should die in prison, and I believe that's what they're working for. Um, now, as far as, like, all this voter fraud stuff, the Democrats are the only group that I'm aware of that has had a national organization dedicated to voter or election fraud. And they helped Biden get elected at one point. The name of that group was ACORN. They had multiple convictions in multiple states, multiple years. Did you get the text I sent about dead voters in L.A., Chicago, and Philly? I did. I did. Those are mainstream media outlets reporting on dead voters in three of our largest cities, there are Judicial Watch has had to sue the state of Pennsylvania to clean up its voter rolls. There is an organized voter fraud ring just convicted. The last person was just convicted a few months ago out of the city of Philadelphia, a former Democrat congressman and two judges of elections were convicted for rigging ballots. Voter fraud is real, ladies and gentlemen. I did, and I, I linked that very story to my social media post on that, where the U.S. attorney said that no, there was no evidence of voter fraud in the Philadelphia area. And, and you know, another thing. Okay, so what Trump said about the, essentially what they're bagging him for is what he said about the election. Well, okay, when is he going to start prosecuting the Democrats from the 2000 election? the 2004 election, the 2016 election. My God, just the 2016 election, we could wipe out every Democrat and congressman in both the Senate and the House and Joe Biden just for what they said about the 2016 elections. Jim, if you were listening to my show when I started off, I played 10 minutes of audio of everyone you just named, their audio of them saying it. The the congressmen, congressmen and women standing on the House floor refusing to give their state's electoral college votes because they said it was it was an illegitimate vote. Um, they tried to subvert the electoral college. Yeah, I, I played 10 minutes at the opening of the show today. If you go back on the app or the podcast, you can listen of, of everyone you just mentioned saying those exact things. And here's something else. The double standard thing. If you were still a cop in New York City and a 12-year-old girl walked up to you and handed you a handwritten piece of paper, and on it she says, I have to hide and take showers at night because my dad sneaks into the shower with me and somebody in my family sexualized me, would you have to call for an investigation being a mandated reporter? Oh, absolutely. 
Well, that's what was in Ashley Biden's diary. It has been confirmed to be authentic by Ashley Biden herself, by the New York Times and the FBI. Why no investigation? There's no statute of limitations in the state of Delaware for molesting children. And you know just as well as I do, there is there never will be. It's just the way that that the the Bidens have it at this point. I mean, and, and they don't. And you know what? There's there's a an entire populace in America that don't care because simply because they don't like the other guy that much. So they'll let all that go. They don't care. They've proven it time and time again. They don't care what Joe Biden does. They don't care what his family does. They don't care what he's done in the past. They don't care how bad things are now. But Trump, the other guy. And that's all they have. That's all they have. And they will pivot. Don't don't make no mistake. They will pivot to a DeSantis. They will pivot to whoever else the other guy is, because that's just the way politics are on the left today. So I guess it's only believe all women if it's a Republican involved. <laughs> it's quite uh, uh, ironic that that's the case there, Jim. Yep, it seems to be. Well, thanks, Rob. I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you listening. Thank you, sir. Um, looking at the time here. Do I have to go to break, Jake? Yeah, I have to go to break. All right, we'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a bit. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Let's go back to the phones. They're lighting up again. We have uh, Barbara from West Hazleton on Trump. Barbara. Hi, Rob. How are you? Doing all right. I'm calling about, you know what, remember what Rush Limbaugh said? That Barack Obama was not going to leave Washington. He was going to stay there and run the Democratic Party. I believe he's doing it. And I think he's behind this business about Donald Trump. I really do. I, 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 I respect your opinion. I disagree with it. I respect your opinion. You know, Obama did relinquish the power of the White House. You know, he does have uh, most of his senior advisors embedded in the Biden administration. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's not still involved. But, you know, he did step aside. And, I don't know why Trump. Rush Limbaugh would have said that, but he said it. And he said he's going to stay there and run the Democratic Party. And I believe he is. Well, I think that's what's going on here. That's why that Biden is not doing anything. He's a dummy. Oh, God, he's so... Oh, it's terrible what he's getting us into. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I, again, I, I disagree that he's getting us into this. I, I think it's just the 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 atmosphere of politics these days. And, and I don't even think... I, I You know, I don't think it's just Biden and or Trump. I think it's just... The atmosphere of politics today has deteriorated so much. Oh, it's it's disgusting. It really is. It is, Barbara. I appreciate your call today. Oh, take care. Thank God you. God bless you. Thank you too. Bye bye. Um, another text message from someone who's been texting the show all day, and again won't won't support their case by calling the show. But and not one of those Democrats complaining in 2016 election didn't cause the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Well. I think it's up for debate if Donald Trump caused the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Yes, he had a rally several blocks away. And if you think he's responsible for what happened, then let that trial happen. Looks like it's gonna, right? But he wasn't charged with that by the U.S. attorney. Why? It's interesting. U.S. attorney investigating January 6th did not charge him with that. Why is that? Maybe there's no evidence of that. It's Rob O'Donnell on WILK News Radio. We'll be back. It's top of the hour.